0: Hello everyone, I am Manny.
1: And I'm Wyo.
0: And this is the Kink Buffet Podcast. And because we wanna jump on the trendy wagon,
1: <laughs>
0: which is the opposite of how we live our life, but it it seems appropriate the time where we're gonna talk about being polyamorous during a pandemic.
1: COVID.
0: Yeah. So First, if you listen to this podcast a week after it comes out, I'm certain we're going to get some of the science wrong. Not that we're going to be discussing that, but uh, some of the things that we're doing or the measures we're taking or steps we're taking, I'm sure in hindsight are going to be foolish or ignorant because this is changing. Or obsolete. There might
1: be a vaccine. Who knows?
0: Yeah. So this is all... Well, but when you look back at how people are handling things, like it could turn out that they figure out you have to be eight feet apart, and if you stand six feet from somebody, you're a monster. And so we're going to talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, being six feet apart, and, and 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 some future person's going to look back and go, "You people you are horrible." Even doing it, you right? don't believe in science, so so take all that with a grain of salt, but. Uh, this is all based on the ever-changing knowledge we have at the moment. So, this has been interesting, uh, <laughs> to say the least, right?
1: Oh, quite.
0: I mean, we we met each other. We were both polyamorous, and this was how we we're gonna live our lives. We went into this with this is on the table, even the DS part of our relationship during negotiation early in the relationship that this was not like this is not up for debate this is not fall into my control in the DS we'll get into more details there but uh, we're both going to be poly right? we're both going to have other partners we're going to have partners together and when we were together that started happening well you already had partners Mm -hmm. I had some partners that I had just met that had become partners of ours and we were intimate with them for a short period of time and then the apocalypse hit <laughs> it, 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 it it threw a wrench into everything right um,
1: physical contact for us has been limited to just each other like not even including family since march yeah. and the date of this recording is august
0: And we've yet to touch another human being since March.
1: So, in effect, physically, we've been monogamous.
0: Yeah, we. (laughs) (laughs) This incredible, finally, no jealousy, freedom, excitement, all that. It's been, it's been so ironic. Yeah. It's it is. So we, but we've been pursuing the poly needs. And having those needs met in, in other ways, other ways.
1: Well, we have dated.
0: We've we've dated, so yeah. The the well, let, let's kind of back up a minute. Okay. So the the reason we we consider ourselves poly is because we want, and I'm going to say we, and you cut me off when I get it wrong. But you know, we we want relationships and connections, and it's not just about sex. We we don't label ourselves as swingers and we hate labels, we'll mention this every podcast. But in the broad category of the just having multiple partners, we're not swingers. We we mm-hmm. have swung and we'll swing in the future, but that's not
1: That's our, not our main identity No, for no
0: it's, or it, orientation. Yeah. It's been about their relationships. And the but the other part of our relationship is not we're not just poly, we're also we we have a dominance and submission master-slave relationship it is a the kink part of our relationship it's completely independent from poly we don't consider it kinky to be with other people just because there's other bodies there we've both done that countless times it's fun it can be fulfilling it's not kinky just automatically just because there's another person in bed with you it's it's its own thing. And so we pursue the kink in our relationship. But when it comes down to it, kink trumps poly. Like, ultimately, if you... If, well, I'll ask you. If you had to give up the kinky part of your, of, your relation, <laughs> of your sex life and had other partners, or if you had to give up other partners but have a kinky sex life with one partner, I mean, what do you choose?
1: Yeah, I would definitely choose to be... Kinky, monogamous, than Polly
0: and vanilla. Polly and vanilla. Yeah, 100% me too. The A lot of the, um, the poly part of our relationships have been not because it's another body or it's exciting to be with someone new, but it's because that other person can introduce another layer to the kink.
1: Another skill or just another level of a dynamic change or something like
0: that. Yeah, I'll I'll give an example of this. Okay. So, a woman that we were with before the apocalypse (laughs) that we got together with was very submissive. But she was also brand new to this lifestyle. I I hate the word lifestyle. It sounds swingy, but we'll call it lifestyle. This was all new to her. So she was curious about being submissive and...
1: New to the scene. New to the scene. They're, that's, they're, that's, that's the word. That's
0: a little better. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And she wanted to get together with me. And at the time I was with, with, uh, with Wyo. And so it was, well, we're gonna, if, you, if we're going to play, we're going to play the three of us. And she's, you know, of course that's fine. But that's where she's, she's submissive. And that's what she wants to, to pursue and learn about. Wyo is 100% submissive. You're you're not 98% submissive, 2% dominant at times. I mean, in the bedroom, you're, you're 100% submissive. And the idea of being dominant is... Well, tell me, so explain why being dominant in bed doesn't work for you.
1: Well, I've explored that um, in the past with the previous partners, and it... It's just not, it's not what's natural to me. It feels exhausting. Um, My brain wants to, wants to relax and enjoy sensations. To go on the journey with my partner, not be controlling the journey all the time and trying to figure out what should happen next and anticipate needs. I do that in my submission outside of the bedroom when i help you as my dom with something i try to anticipate what you might need so all of that is kind of uh that's when i want to release is when i'm in the bedroom i do have a few skill sets that i top for but the power exchange is not present when i play with those with those people
0: Okay, and the way I I like to describe it in a dominant role is I like to build the roller coaster. I like to construct the track. I like to decide where the loops are. I like to decide how high it is and how far it drops, how much the sub is going to be scared, how excited they're going to be, how much of a mindfuck the the ride can be because of the surprises in it. But that's that's my role. That's that's the dom's role. You like to get on the roller coaster and ride it, and let go, and be taken on the journey, right?
1: I love roller coasters. Okay, so and, and your roller coasters are great.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's that's our roles. Yeah, and and I'm I'm kind of just prefacing why this third person was kinky, not just another body. So that's your role. You're submissive. I'm dominant in the bedroom, and another component of this and this is a really fine tricky line this will be a whole separate topic at one point but as a submissive we negotiate because you have you do have power you do have control you do get the things you want you get to decide how far is too far you you have power in this relationship at the same time if you have complete control over everything that happens and if you make a checklist of every single thing you want to do that i'm in control of you're not giving up control so there's a they really tricky psychological gray area where as a submissive you want to be pushed past where you want to go but there's this this invisible line that's also too far and non-consensual and i mean it's a it's a tricky line right and again that's a whole separate podcast but so but, Part of the fun for me and part of the fun for you is to also challenge you to step outside your box. Mm -hmm. So when we were getting together with this woman, I decided we, we got an Airbnb for three days when we met her and well, we had talked to her for weeks before, but when we got together, we, uh, we wanted a place for three days so we could actually get into the weeds and really have a. And not if,
1: just a quickie play Yeah, fight. it was, mm-hmm. we wanted,
0: you know, she wanted to experience this. Well, that's not going to happen in a couple hours. Like, you really want to experience this. We need some time. And it's more fun, too. I, it's a much funner roller coaster. It's not a Tower of Doom one-shot drop. It's like, we're going to make a ride. Mm-hmm. So, I told you that you were going to top this woman. Um, you were going to dominate her,
1: which I was immediately opposed to. Yeah,
0: and then, <laughs> and a look on your eyes, and I, you, your response was akin to, n- 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 no, 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 I, I, can't, I can't.
1: I told you already. I can't. I, was I told you. i not a top except I'm not a ta- for certain things.
0: Yeah, and and you were absolutely like, you're like, I can't do it. I'm submissive. I'm submissive to you, like this. Like I can't do this. And I said, I said, no. What we're gonna do? What I've decided we're gonna do. Is you are going to top her, but you're going to top her because I'm making you. You're going to dominate her while in submission to me. And I just shut my mouth and just watched. And I watched you, like, shake your head side to side, no. And like just like out of a movie, it started shaking slower and slower. And then your eyes started getting bigger. And you started to process it. And you you were like...
1: That I can do. I
0: can do this, mm. so i 'll be a tool in a sense i 'll be a tool for you to dominate her or to top her, like I 'll be your tool because you're making me, and that took the the, the stress and the anxiety and well, to some extent
1: mm-hmm.
0: out of you and and then we ended up having this incredible weekend. Where, and and went back and forth. We we played around with her doing the same to you a little bit. But more, it was you with her.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was amazing. I remember at one point, I walked into the bedroom. Actually, I hadn't even seen what you had done. But you had laid out all the toys you were going to use with her. And in the BDSM world, some of those toys, there were the traditional dildos and vibrators and, and such. But there was also hitty things, as you call them. mm mm-hmm. There was also whips and crops and paddles and ping pong paddles and I mean just an just entire table full of things that you had laid out for her and you <laughs> brought her in and said Are Some any
1: of them look scary, so I, I don't
0: Are any of these off limits? There were <laughs> clothespins and clamps and just I mean just like, but there's this whole table full. But the fun part was is that you on your own had gone in and set up this thing. So you'd kind of built a little bit of the roller coaster for her. A, to give her a chance to see things and say that I don't like, I don't like that. Put that away. But also... Or
1: ask
0: questions. Or ask questions. But yeah. also because it probably wanted to scare her a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Am, am I right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyways... And then we had, and then you topped her, and then it was, you know, throughout the weekend that you would, when we took breaks from the bedroom, which was rare, we spent most of the of three days in the bedroom, but when we took breaks, you would come out and kneel at my feet, and I would praise you, and I would pet you, and you would recharge your batteries.
1: Mm, I so needed that, too.
0: Yeah, but what, so, the, but the point of this is that bringing that third person in wasn't like, I hate to make fun of frat guys, but, like, the frat guy mentality. Oh, my God, there's two chicks down there. Like, it's not about that. It's, like, what psychology can be used with three people that can't be used with two? Well, I could never put you in that position. You would never want to top me. I wouldn't want you to. Well, I take that back. There's always random acts of variety. But for the most part, that's not who we want to be. Mm -hmm. But you liked and her, and so the having the third person was a, was about the kink, mm-hmm. and it was about the re, it was about the relationship because we're friends with her now. But it's it was about the kink. It wasn't about the threesome, the menage a trois. Right, right. Um, so the poly part of our relationships are also generally the kink still trumps it. Mm-hmm. so without a third person we're stuck with each other now just kink no other people physically
1: right we do a lot of role play which we hate that word because it's th- not quite enough
0: <clears throat> it doesn't describe what we actually do
1: mm-hmm. but like we still include other people People, fictional and real, and uh, the way that we, we interact regularly.
0: Yeah.
1: So, so that's kind of one thing we're coping with. <laughs> so, yeah, so actually, <laughs> we're go using ahead, to cope with. Go
0: ahead and uh, ex- explain that because we, yeah, there's not a term on FET Life specifically for what we do, and we call it role play. But when you say role play, you immediately think of Cosmopolitan Magazine and and the woman dressing up as the nurse and the man's the doctor. And like, it's about costumes or. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that's not great. If you're a vanilla couple, that's a great step towards stepping outside the box. I'm not knocking somebody for being vanilla, but that's not what we do when we say role play.
1: Well, to take it to a the kinkier level we include psychological elements which would be something that would introduce shame or guilt or fear fear into that scenario or that gets built yeah so it would be like in the case of a doctor and nurse the nurse's backstory um, why is she doing whatever she's doing is there blackmail happening, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, it it might be, and I'll just, I don't think, we've never done this, I'll just make this up on the fly. Okay. If we were a doctor nurse, you would probably be happily married with, with four kids and you would get addicted to opioids and you would get caught stealing them and your husband would absolutely leave you if he found out and you would lose your job and not be able to feed your kids. And I'm the doctor who's a complete creep. And by the way, this is an example. It doesn't mean that I'm always a creep in a role play, but the the psychological part of the role play would be, well, I'm a real creep. I'm someone who you not only wouldn't be with, but you're kind of yucked out at being with. And I have several other nurses there that I'm at work. I'm also blackmailing for various reasons because I have the power in the relationship and I dangle your marriage in front of you and now you're forced to do things that you don't want to do that you...
1: To keep my secrets.
0: To keep your secrets. And now that that doesn't mean... I mean, we haven't done that role play. I'm not sure we ever will do that role play, but that's an example of adding a layer of psychology to it.
1: That would kick it up from just a doctor and a nurse.
0: yeah, now you're being forced to go through something that you don't want to do. And especially now, once you start having orgasms, it's going to be a real mind fuck because you're like, I don't want to be enjoying this. Fuck.
1: And we get fully immersed when we play like that. We don't still just...
0: No, it's... We stay in character. We stay
1: in character. We do a spontaneous dialogue sometimes. It's... Fully immersed and in, in the character in the situation.
0: I mean, it's very it common gets for emotional. You. Oh, you'll yeah, yeah you'll cry. Mm-hmm. You cried a couple of days ago. You cried just talking about something. Actually, when you cried, it was because of of a very. It was the opposite of it was because somebody, loving you, yeah. or me and somebody else loving you, but it brought you to tears. Your tears were coming down your face. So it wasn't all about shame. In that case, it was about love, being loved by me and another person. But that's the kind of the poly part of the kink that we can do, the two of us, which is we bring other people into role plays. Mm-hmm.
1: And it can be people that we are in relationship with talking on the, uh, the phone or that we've met in person, people, former partners. Yep. We, we really try to... F- Structure that so that there's no limits.
0: It could be former partners we don't like anymore or former partners who we love and miss. Right. But they are brought into our bed even in just our minds. Right. And they will be, well, when we can do this in person and we have these people in our bed with us, they will also be in there during role plays as well sometimes, but they won't need to be. But that poly need is kind of being met that way.
1: So that's one way we're coping with COVID. It's one way
0: is that mm-hmm. they are, and we tell our partners about it, and we tell them if they ask us, which they always do. If we tell them that we had a fantasy that included them, they're like, "What was it?" And we're like, are you, "You may not want to hear this. It might," <laughs> because in the role play, it can, it can, like, we're not opposed to doing unpleasant things the role play could be the partner breaking up with you the role play could be the partner hating you as much as loving you both of those are a different experience
1: well because they're all designed to elicit some kind of psychological torment or pleasure
0: yeah and that's that's the designing the roller coaster if i design a roller coaster i want you scared at times I want you giggling at times. I want you surprised at times. Mm -hmm. But if every single role play is, oh, we're going to bring so-and-so into our bedroom and the three of us are just going to love each other, that's not that, I'm not saying it's not fun. It's not as much fun as you don't know what's going to happen. You know, I've even done role plays where I was weak and you hated it because I brought someone in that was stronger than me. Mm-hmm, yeah. And and you broke down and started bawling. And didn't want to think of me that way. Remember?
1: Yep.
0: But that was an experience. It was you got to go through the experience of meeting someone who out alphaed me in our bed. And it doesn't mean they just fucked you better. It, there was more to it than that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was the weaker of the two. And you couldn't stand seeing me that way. But that was still a an experience that involved another person that wasn't there right and when we are able to play with people we will bring them in to the role plays and we will these same types of role plays we can do but they will actually participate in it right like we've talked about how we will i will we will pass you around like an object to another dom even if she's a submissive if i tell her to play that role she's going to Mm-hmm. if it's negotiated let's be clear let's not upset anybody <laughs> old schoolers all within the negotiation and actually the quick aside is that I will push you farther than some of those areas negotiated because we know each other so well someone that is on the peripheral that we don't know well the negotiation is black and white you say no it's obviously no it's we're not we're not crossing those lines you've expressed interest in being pushed past lines and and we've inched along. So those things don't apply to other people that apply to you, obviously.
1: Right.
0: So that's one way. So the other way that we've been dealing with the poly part, well, both of us have been doing this differently. You haven't been meeting a whole lot of people. You're still in contact with partners. Well, we both are still in contact with partners.
1: Right. I had partners that I was still steadily seeing before the quarantine and one that I was kind of seeing sporadically and I I have kept communication with two of them that it's definitely less because we're traveling now so with as far as like frequency of communication has decreased but i i'm definitely still communicating with them and we have i haven't stopped looking for other people i just don't really have anybody who's piquing my interest at right. this point
0: <laughs> and i've actively searching but we're telling people we meet we're telling the women that well that I meet I I don't seek out men I only seek out women you seek out both
1: mm-hmm.
0: but the women that I seek out number one we're, I am above board within about five seconds here's our situation here's our relationship if it's a deal breaker let's move on if it's not a deal breaker doesn't mean we are going to like each other or have chemistry but if it's not a deal breaker we'll keep talking and then you're usually quickly brought into the conversation not because there's a rule that we talk to people together but I just I like you in and so I am getting that part of the and this is one of the things I like about the poly relationship I am getting to meet people I'm getting to meet pretty girls I'm getting to flirt I'm getting the attention shown by women who are interested in me and then the fun of getting to know somebody new. So that it, it's basically like dating. Well, and we have met a number of people in person, but we tell them ahead of time we're going to have a picnic in the park and we're not touching you.
1: <laughs> All right, so that's another way that we're coping with COVID is having socially distanced dates in person. When the When the opportunity gets to that point, we go and have... A meal in an open air restaurant or at a park. <laughs> grab some ice cream, go sit out and talk somewhere.
0: We're de- we're doing the nineteen fifties traditional dating, except that there's three of us, but we're <laughs> like we're not gonna sleep with them. We don't even kiss them on the first date. We've never we haven't kissed anybody since March. We are doing old fashioned courting. Mm-hmm. And actually, I just thought as you mentioned something, it just occurred to me. So neither of us drink, so even the non-drinking makes it
1: even more even, uh, even old more
0: old <laughs> You're right. Yeah, we're literally like, hey, let's go like have ice cream in the park. The only thing we haven't done is put like three straws into a a root beer float. Right. Like that's it. Other than that, it's been.
1: <laughs> it's it's not even like nineteen fifties, it's Victorian where <laughs> Yeah. We sit far apart and and make sure that there's face coverings and
0: <laughs> Yeah. And then we <laughs> as needed. And then we actually go upwind. Like we don't tell them. <laughs> you might not have noticed I tend to be well, no, I just... And it has nothing to do with them. Just as a matter of habit, when we're outside, I try to be on the upwind side of any people. Like, if we're passing them on a trail on a hike, mm-hmm. you may not know... I probably... I never told you this, but I always... We always... When I kind of direct us, we're always on the upwind side when we pass them.
1: Yeah. I noticed.
0: Okay, so... Because
1: <laughs> I just, follow you. <laughs> that's just
0: That's just a matter of habit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's how we've been meeting people so far. And the... I mean, it's been fun. I mean, it's fun because our kink isn't having the other person in our bed for another body. The kink is separate from that. So we are getting the, the relationship part of it, the flirting part of it.
1: Well, and we're getting to know them so well. like As far as their likes and dislikes, I mean, the conversations we have are not old-fashioned Ew. No, <laughs> by any means. No. But you know, keeping the distances,
0: and even you know, we've done some you know obviously video chats with a few or exchanged some pictures. That's that happens. I mean, that always happens. Mm-hmm. That happens in tr- in vanilla dating on the internet. But right. but we are at a point now. So let me back up. The reason why we were waiting was people you know when they out when they said well i i'm not gonna live like this i'm gonna live my life like i'm gonna live my life and i'm gonna roll the dice but i'm not gonna well that it seems silly to us when people were doing that two weeks in like really two weeks you, you can't go two weeks with just being careful that, i mean that just seems weird but if you told us that know if there was a crystal ball and it said hey there's not going to be a vaccine or anything developed for the next 20 years we would stop we would we would make different choices because we are gonna live our life we we wouldn't be we're not gonna be monogamous for the next 20 years right I mean we're we would make those decisions but we thought it made sense to wait because we don't know how quickly things are gonna be discovered or created or developed and so
1: or even defined <clears throat> like the symptoms change- list was changing every day well, for a while and what
0: what what was risky and what risk wasn't risky so we just we said let's just sit back and like take a wait and see we're not going to jump into this right away this is that is crazy
1: now that might be a bit mm. um of what do you call it on Un- a luxury on our part because we have somebody like it might be a harder decision when um, somebody's completely alone
0: absolutely it would be it would be a much harder decision yeah we have each other we're not pining for other people we have each other we're having a we have a great sex life all day every day <laughs> like this is how we live but we also want to live our life the way we live it and so we are, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm so sorry. We are talking and have started talking about how we are going to open ourselves up to being with other people. But how do we do it responsibly? And we started thinking, it's a lot like just traditional sex. I mean, there's no such thing as no risk except for not having sex. Well, most people say, I'll take low risk over, over, over no risk and not having sex, and they use protection. Then they make the decision in certain cases. I mean, I'm talking about responsible people. They make decisions that I'm going to to make the sex better. I'm going to stop using protection with this person. Hopefully, they get tested first or they've been using protections and they've been faithful to each other for long enough where they have a pretty good gauge. Um, you're also choosing lower risk partners over higher risk partners. And eventually, you don't use protection. But that's not no risk because partners cheat you know so but you but you make the decision like i'm going to to take these chances to either have sex protected or have unprotected sex at some point because you've gauged the situation you've weighed the risk versus reward you've decided that it was worth it you mitigate your risk you don't eliminate it right and we've started thinking the same thing is going to be true with with covid which is we are gonna start opening ourselves up to people and it's not gonna be in three years. I mean, we're, we're, we're talking daily now about, about how we're going to do this and we've decided that, <clears throat> that there's gonna be two factors, well, a couple factors that is gonna determine who we open up to. Uh, the first is it has to be a low-risk person, um, somebody in a high-risk career um, and by the way, this is where we're starting. We may open up more and more as time goes on, but to start with, to be extra cautious, it needs to be a low risk situation. So that hopefully, they have a low risk career. There's somebody who is adamant about wearing masks, not because we ask them and they say yes, but I want to hear in passing conversation. I was just at the store and I saw someone not wearing a mask, and it, their kids ran up to me without it. Like I, I was so upset by that. Like I want to, I want to know that they're actually serious about it
1: or that they had to turn around because they left their mask in the car because we've done that too yeah you get to the door and go oh oops okay go back but you
0: (laughs) but you go back rather than going so it needs to be someone who's diligent about taking these precautions in a low risk career and in our situation unfortunately any of the people we've met if they were to get on a plane and join us the minute they get on a plane they're high risk so anybody that has to fly to come out and see us uh, which is unfortunate, because we, we would have no problem buying plane tickets for people and flying them out, and they could join us for a week, and like like we could be doing that every week it would we, we can do that, but as soon as they get on a plane they 're high risk, so we have to rule them out so right off the bat nobody 's going to fly to join us, and they have to meet other criteria um, I think the another part is if they 're in a low risk. If they're a low-risk person in a low-risk situation, we, we're also going to gauge, again, you, what do you have to gain versus what do you have to lose? And it, it sucks to be so analytical about it, but I think it makes sense. If we meet somebody and they're living out in a cabin and they invite us to come hang out for a couple, couple weeks with them and we're going to learn to fly fish and... There's somebody that we've gotten to know that we think is going to be in our life. So after those two weeks, we're going to come back again in a few months. But they're, they're really somebody that... There's somebody that we have a lot to gain. We think we can have an ongoing, long relationship with them. Well, then that becomes far more worth the risk than somebody who is an equal risk and we're going to be in town for a couple hours. Like, right. Like all we're, all we lose in the first case... Or what we lose in the second case is an evening of fun with somebody. And we have fun alone. But in the first case, we have the possibility of gaining an important partner in our life that we love and love and share experiences with. And there's just so much more there. It becomes more worth doing than than a, a one-night thing. I mean, am I right in all this? Right. So, that's where we're at. We're having these discussions. There's a couple people that we've been talking to that we are really talking about opening up to for these reasons. But we haven't decided to yet. (laughs) But we're getting there.
1: I think not being in a hurry, as hard as that is for a single person, is really your best tool for dealing with this kind of situations just because everything is so unknown and the risk might not be death depending on your age and your your risk factors for comorbid situations but i mean the effects of the the virus are not completely like you just recover and everything goes back to Back to the way it was, either. So that that's part of where the risk reward is is heavier on the scale than it would be if it was just a flu or.
0: Yeah, well, in, in our case specifically, uh, you are you are immune compromised, right. and you are also effectively unable to take almost any type of medication. Mm-hmm. So you have immunity issues and if you get sick
1: medication intolerance
0: there's very few treatment options for you. Mm-hmm. I am I have a healthy immune system. I am a healthy person. I am even though I'm fifty, I probably am fairly I'm probably about as low risk as you can get when you're fifty. However, I live and have worked my entire life to be in a position to do adventure traveling, backpacking, multi-day bike trips, multi-day canoe, kayak trips. I live for this. If I have lung damage, it might not kill me, but if I can't do what I live for, uh, that that's like... It's, I mean, I'm sorry. It would it's be gonna
1: di- take the life from the rest of your days.
0: I, if I was someone who liked sitting around watching TV shows all night, like I, I could probably live with not being as active. But I would die if I wasn't able to be highly active. Not just active, but the things I do. And I'm already 50, so I'm already slowing down in those areas. So I don't have to die. I can just simply have respiratory issues that would effectively kill what I how I live my life Right. so we have to weigh those but we also we also have don't
1: want to not live
0: not want to live with this god mm-hmm. it's fucked up I mean there's just not a right answer
1: Right.
0: so we're going to mitigate our risk we're talking about how we're going to do that and then we're going to just start slowly opening up to specific people and being in no hurry is the big thing which mm-hmm. is we're not set that this has to happen in two weeks right if it doesn't happen for two years that's fine if there's not a, the right situation um i mean we've turned down multiple people definitely actually i'll, I'll tell a quick funny story the the clorox girl the clorox white girl <laughs> This is, I mean, this is, and this could not have had a a more, we'll wrap up the podcast in this, because this could not have had a more reinforced that this was the right decision ending. And this almost sounds made up. So I have a witness sitting right next to me that will, that will back me up on this. So we met a woman on, on one of the apps and started talking to her and, you know, got into the weeds on the the kinks and we
1: hit it off. She was fun. She was
0: nice she was and good to talk to. You. Yeah, and she was. I mean, she she was cool. We liked her. Mm-hmm. And we started talking to her, and the next thing you know, she's chopping at the bits and she's like, "Give me your address. I'm coming over right now." And we're like, "Whoa, back up. We're not. We haven't even talked about that." She's like, "No, please. I I need to see you guys. I need to fuck you guys now. I'm going to be over there. I could be there in 30 minutes." What's, I, I gotta see you guys and we're like and by the way this is this, I mean it's kind of high risk sketchy that type of person but at the same time it's also exciting when someone wants you desperately Yeah. so that's also a, it's, it's a turn on when someone wants you that bad but we're like no it's not gonna happen she's like please you guys and she actually says her exact words were I'll come to the front door I'll strip down naked you can wipe me down head to toe with Clorox wipes mm-hmm. which obviously that doesn't do a darn bit good but um, this was actually back in like March. So yeah. So <laughs> this is when everybody's wiping down Walmart shelves before they grab their Cheerios. And so she <laughs> she's telling us this and we're like, no, you, no, definitely not. And it started to become a little bit off putting. Like, what is like we were like, this person is being starting to become pushy. It's a little
1: too pushy, right.
0: Um, it went from exciting and a turn on to be feverishly desired to annoying. But we still didn't dislike her. We just said, "This is no, this is not going to work." So we ended up actually doing well, it. Oh, we
1: calmed her down. We calmed
0: her down, and we did. We ended up going, and did a live video play to, together. Yeah, it was and it was fun. It was, it was she was cool. Anyways, about what, it was oh,
1: like three days later. Like three
0: days later, she messages us and said, "Hey guys, you know, da 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 da. Hope you're doing well. Just totally in just casual conversation. Said, oh by the way, I I, I forgot to mention something to you." Uh, When we talked the other day, I actually have herpes. Yeah.
1: And And that was like...
0: There was 0% chance. Oh, if... If she'd come over, she would not... There's no way she was going to show up at the house. We were going to get naked. She's going to go, oh, wait, wait, stop, guys. I got to tell you something. Like, that was not going to happen.
1: No, if there was ever a time the gut feeling worked out right, that was the one.
0: So So, if she was high risk related to COVID... Like, if she's going to be high-risk during the pandemic, well, then she's not going to be a responsible, low-risk STD person. Like, there's just a pretty strong correlation.
1: Yeah, it just seems like that kind of lifestyle.
0: It's just a personality. It's a reckless personality. There you go. That's what I was saying. Or a disregard for your own safety or disregard for the health of others. Whatever you want to call it. I don't want to get political. But whatever you want to call that way of thinking...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the fact that she had herpes, we just looked at each other and laughed. We're like, "Yep, we're gonna Nodged
1: be, that bullet.
0: we're gonna be diligent about this." So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs>
1: so that experience has definitely jaded us just a little bit more.
0: Absolutely. About
1: this exposure. Yeah.
0: So that's that is how Polly and kinky people, at least us, are dealing with COVID uh, while, well, while traveling. Um, If we were in one place, I don't think it's out of the question that we would have at this point opened up to one person maybe if they had been strictly quarantining. We may have done that the same way single people do. Mm -hmm. But we're traveling. We haven't had that opportunity. Actually, we kind of did have that opportunity. There was one woman in Dallas who we went out with a half dozen times that we both really like. Uh, If we were going to open it to anybody, it would have been her. She was low risk. We left... Before we started talking about opening up. If we were still there, I bet we would have probably with her. Because we talked about it.
1: That, yeah, maybe depending on her life situation. Because there was things changing with her situation too. Yeah, for sure. We would Because have... we have to acse- assess the person and their circle. Like, who are they bringing in yeah. Too, so that...
0: It wasn't. But we were talking... Right. But, but we had talked but, about... It. After we left, we're like, yeah, she... Like, under the category, she was the lowest risk of anybody we had talked to. At that point. At that point. Right. Um, And now, like, we would love to see her, but she would have to get on a plane and... That
1: kind of spoils it.
0: That spoils it. So, but as soon as (laughs) this vaccine comes out, we're going to send her a plane ticket. Are you okay with that? Someday. (laughs) Someday. Someday. So, anyways, that's our polydating...
1: Coping with COVID.
0: (laughs) Polly dating during the zombie apocalypse. Thanks, you guys.